Yo, it is hot outside. Um, it's Monday, the 9th. This uh, will be live on the 10th, so it's, it's all, all less than 24 hours um, from now, and it, it is hot. And uh, my, my weather app is telling me that it is 101 degrees. Um, and uh, yeah, so that noise in the background is my AC. I could have turned it off, I, I you know, but uh, it's been on the fritz lately, and every time I turn it off or turn it back on and it kind of goes out and I don't really feel like having to deal with, with no AC, um, when it's this hot outside. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. How about that? Huh? Episode number 33 of the homesteads and homeschools podcast. Thank you for being out there and for listening in and, and giving this show a download. My guest today is Julian from the Northwest homestead. Um, found him on Instagram and, uh, Got to talk and asked him a few questions here and there. Really liked what he was doing. Lots of cool pictures. And, uh, he came on and, and we talked for a little while about, uh, about his setup and everything. Um, had a real good time. Um, he's a real good dude. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. And I, I hope you all will enjoy it as well. So, uh, without further ado, let's go sow those liberty seeds with Julian. So uh, my, my guest today is Julian, who uh, I found on Instagram. He actually keeps his Instagram pretty up to date. Um, he updates that regularly, um, on, unlike mine, which I think I know, it's probably going on about a month since I put anything on there. So, uh, But yeah, he's got a, a homestead out there in uh, the Northwest, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, you know his experience, his his life growing up, and how he, how he got to where he is today, and... Um, so yeah, Julian, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So you, what, what is your, well, we'll talk about it at the end, but your, your Instagram handle, what is it again? N- Northwest Homestead? Northwest Homestead, I guess. All right. And you, you update, do you update that daily? No, I, man, it's a repository for pictures of my kid, basically, you know, like, and it's always the things we're doing, right? But like, I'm holding the camera, taking a picture of her doing the things we're doing that's the way i treat it yeah 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 i just there's always always stuff up there and always curious projects that you're you're working on and and always growing which i i find fascinating so that's cool but so uh you you're up in the northwest you you got a little homestead were you, was that something that, um you were part of like as a kid growing up you you did gardening and stuff or yeah I I mean I've kind of been all over I grew up in Vermont and my dad was a stay-at-home dad in the 70s before it was cool right <laughs> and uh and so you know my parents made that choice uh to raise us like with a stay-at-home parent and I think the way they frame it is my mom could make more money than my dad and so he's the one that got the kid job um of of uh, of which he crushed. Uh, he was really, uh, hands-on. We did a lot together. Um, all three of us. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, it was big gardens and animals from different times. His background is dairy. You know, he grew up on a Holstein dairy farm. And so dairy's always been kind of part of our lives. Like, I don't remember not knowing how to milk, right? Like, and just, I, it's something I think I, I don't ever remember being taught. I've always been able to do. 
you know? And so, uh, yeah. Um, and we moved around, went to high school in Lincoln, Nebraska. That was a hard shock moving to the suburbs and I got out of there as fast as possible. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, it's hard, you know, you, you grow up in a particular environment, whether it's, you know, suburban, rural, urban, whatever. And I, you just, it's hard to transition. I think like you can enjoy parts of it, but I lived in the city for a couple of years and that was enough. It was all I could handle, you know, and I had to get back to, to my roots, I guess, you know, um, I can imagine living in suburbia after growing up in, in Vermont was a, a bit of a change. It's a cultural shift, you know, I mean, Northern Vermont is very different than Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, but it was, it was cool to, I don't know, like, it's nice to everybody on the coast, they call it flyover country and they don't understand it and they don't understand the mentality, but I don't know. I do. I live there. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know when we were deciding where, when my wife and I were deciding where to move, um, I told her, I was like, babe, you know, we're looking at places uh, like where we live now. And I said, man, we could own 200 acres in Iowa. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, I like, it was not outside of my mindset. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy that we didn't do that, but I could have. Right. Yeah. I, I, I know it. I know it. Well, we, uh, we were in Vermont ourselves for a little while and, um, you know, wanted, we, we wanted to do this. We wanted to expand and it, the, just the cost, the cost of living, the cost of land was just astronomical. I mean, we're talking, you know, $10,000 an acre, um, you know, and you can come down here into Georgia and, and, you know, it's not like dirt cheap, but it's, it's a lot cheaper than that. And, um, you know, the the distance your money will stretch sometimes it's, uh, it's tricky, you know, you got to make those trade-offs at some point, you know, at what point is, you know, yeah, 200 acres is nice, but, uh, I could get uh, this other thing and it's a lot less, but it'll, it'll be better, you know, environment or better situational, you know? Yeah. Playing the, where do you want to move to start your family life that my wife and I played when we were getting ready to have kids or whatever uh, was a fun exercise. Like it was, it, it was rad. It was a, what do you want to do? And at the time we had, were living in Colorado and basically heavily involved in the ski industry and, it was, that was not the place to, I called it Disneyland on snow. It was not the place to start a family. It's not an accurate representation of life on planet earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, it's like, well, we still want to be near skiing. And, uh, and I, you know, my head was around like paying attention to watersheds and paying attention to living in a place where we could do what we want and afford spots. And so the Northwest was, a nice place to test. And when we came here, man, uh, it would have been taken some serious convincing to go somewhere else. <laughs> I like it here a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what, what do you do then that, um, yeah, I got a W two job. That's what I call it. Um, that, uh, I work for a snowboard manufacturer up here and I do pro I'm like a projects guy. So I weld and, carpentry and I mean sometimes I clean up messes of actually a lot of the time I've just sort of you know a little organizational stuff keep keep help one of those guys that helps keep production running um, and that affords me to not 
to have an incredibly flexible schedule. Like as long as I don't drop the ball, they don't care when I'm there. It's awesome. Like, and I, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. I love that. And so, Hey, I'm here. It's Wednesday at what, like nine in the morning and I'm not there. Right. I'm getting to talk to you. It's rad. You know, that's cool. Now did that, did that allow you guys to also kind of, you know, where you wanted to move to, um, or where you could move to, did that open things up for you in, in that sense? Or were you kind of pigeonholed into certain areas, man, I was trying to escape the ski industry. And, <laughs> uh, and so when we came here, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm one of those kind of blue collar guys that's infinitely employable. Right. And I wasn't worried about getting a job and, you know, it was very clear that it was, it was going to cost us a lot less to live here, um, in Western Washington than, uh, in the mountains of Colorado. So we could afford to make less money and live better, you know, for sure. Um, and so, uh, we chased, uh, my wife's job here. She's a physical therapist and, uh, and you know, that type of work is also really flexible. It can be, and it is for her. And so, you know, when the kid came along, we just did that gruesome split schedule thing, you know, where you see your wife in passing for a couple years, uh, as your kid grows. And that was hard, but we're past that now. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's been great. You know, she never had to go to daycare. She don't go to school. Um, and, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's so much value to that, to, to having a parent home, whoever it may be, you know, to just kind of, to be there and, and to not ship your kid off to whether it's daycare or, or school or whatever and, and have somebody else essentially raise your kid. You know, it's just, it, it, I can see where it'd be hard. You know, I can see where some people it, it's tough, but at the same time, you know, you, you make decisions, you make choices. And, and if it means you have less money to, to spend on trips to Disneyland, that's, that's what it means. You know? But Well, lucky for me, like I'm never spending money on a trip to Disneyland, but I get the, <laughs> I get the genesis of what you're talking about for sure. And she, uh, it's cool. Like she, you know, my wife's different than me and they have a, an awesome relationship that's, you know, their time at home and doing their things is different than our time at home doing my things. Right. And, uh, you know, or our things. And so, you know, where versus me, right. I grew up with my dad, my mom went to work every day. And, and so that was pretty, pretty much dad's program. Right. But it's, it's our program, right? Like it's both of that's us. Cool. And, and yeah. And especially when it comes to the homeschooly bits, you know, I mean, two different, I mean, we're on the same page, like, right. It's not like, but it's, you know, she interacts differently than I do. And it's, I think that's, I I feel like that's a huge benefit for us and for the munchkin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you, um, when you guys decided to move out to, to Washington, then we're, we're, part of it was, I guess you wanted to, to set up a little bit of a homestead of, of sorts, or you wanted to grow or what, what were some of the the decisions that went into that. Yeah. I mean, we were living at 9,000 feet in Colorado. That's not for humans to live year round, <laughs> right? That's not where people live year round. Um, I, there, you know, like only because of natural gas and concrete. Right. I mean, uh, and so, uh, yeah, the idea was, uh, to, I think the way I framed it back then was like to have a relationship with soil. Right. Okay. Um, uh, as an overarching idea and you know and Karen was um, amenable to that and um you know when we got here um 
we could like we have a little less than six acres here and the food grows in the ditches here like there's no there's no reason to work hard to cultivate a spinach crop if stinging nettle starts coming out of the ground in february which it does right you know like and and hey man we called cultivate a spinach crop too right i mean but it's both right and and um and so that we were able to we were able to get that here and um do you do a lot of foraging then uh some i mean it's really weird you know you sort of like ride the line of falling in a rut with the way things are and you know i think like anybody that's been in one spot for a while i get really into one thing and that kind of fades away and then get into another thing and some things have been really consistent the dairy operation has once we started that it if you don't focus on it pretty myopically it can get away from you um so that's a daily focus but yeah i mean karen probably really the best at cultivating and finding things out there and you know she's the sort of tincture maker and does the solved stuff and is likes to keep her nose in an herbology book you know and um and so that um you know yeah it happens uh, for sure yeah she was cool with all that beforehand too then it wasn't like you know yeah I mean, her. like i said that moving game right we had lists right and like uh and yeah, she, I think she likes it here a lot. Probably likes it here a lot less than me. We're far, like the Karen Ann likes to travel a lot more than me and we're far, we're far away from the airport. It's a commute. Um, and so some of that ruralness is uh, a drain, but not, I mean, it's manageable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. We, uh, you know, we're like two hours from the airport, two hours from Atlanta and you know, it just, you, you, I mean, you factor that all in. You're you're spending six, eight, ten hours on a plane, and you're just commuting to the airport and doing it all. And it's at that point, you know, might as well drive. And I have my car at the end, you know. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, so you mentioned. I know you, you got lots of stuff going on there. Um, I'm always curious with your pictures. So you some of your, your skills, like your welding and, and all that stuff that you have, is that stuff that you had th- those skill that skill set, is that something you had beforehand that you like learned as a kid? Is it something you kind of developed as you, as you needed it? Um, or how, how did that go? Yeah, I just, you know, I was working at the ski area and I was a snowmaker and I wanted to stay employed. And so that meant running a grinder in a gas line ditch with salty old dudes that were welding, right. You know, and heavy equipment operation. And, um, I remember making jokes about woodworkers and the inferior building material that they used, right? Cause we were welders and steel was better. And, uh, now I live in the land of wood and I, you know, like I just, I want to build everything out of wood. Like we're in the middle of remodeling the kitchen and it's all old growth fur that I've, oh, nice. you know, scavenge and store for a while. And it's just, it's awesome to, you know, to just make things from what's around and wood is so fun. So yeah, I, I, to answer your question, I picked that stuff up along the way as a means to keep myself relative, you know, like employable. Right. Yeah. So, cause that's something like, you know, I, I don't know how to weld. My father knows how to weld. Um, he showed me how to weld and I never really learned or paid attention too much. Um, you know, other than the, 
it, it's really bright and it's hot under the mask and you know but um, i mean it's easy just look at the mouth breathers that are doing it for a living right i mean like and I, i'm joking i'm talking about myself right you know but like i i mean it's what it's that's the cool thing about skills like that is the learning curve is incredibly steep and it takes about an hour and then then you're on the other side and then everything else is the details and 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 refining a skill set you know what i mean but nothing's it's all it's cutting on a line and it's, you know, it's the nature of building things. It's doesn't, doesn't change, you know? Yeah. And, and that's it though. You know, like all those, all those skills, they, the talents, they, they do, they come into handy, especially when you're, you're trying to do things on the cheap, like around the, the homestead, you know, you, you want to put a, a, something on your, your metal barn. You want to, you know, all that, all that stuff comes in, in handy, knowing how to, how to do that. And, and like you said, it's, you know, learning curve is steep, but you put a little time into it and you, and you can learn, especially with God, YouTube has got so much garbage on there. You, you know, like it's just a rabbit hole too. You start with one thing and before you know it, you're on some other project that you had no intention of, of undertaking, you know? Yeah. But, the algorithm can get you. Gotta, be, <laughs> gotta be smarter than the computer robot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can try. I can try. You can try. Um, yeah. We all, think, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, and a lot of that stuff's transferable, right? Like it, Mm -hmm. you know, being a welder is not dissimilar from sweating a PEX or a, you know, a copper fitting, you know, in the plumbing world. Right. And, and I'm not great at that, but I can just look quick. Oh, remind myself. Yeah. 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 And then they don't leak. It's cool. It works. You know, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've seen some of that, like, you know, it's, built a house before and, and did the plumbing and, and, you know, and it took me a while to figure things out where we are now. And, you know, but I'm like, wait a minute, I, I remember all these things. And once you kind of learn some of those things, they're, they're in the back of your head and it might take a while to pull them back out, but they're, they're there, you know, and I don't know, useful, useful stuff to have. But, uh, so you, uh, you got a handful of animals there. I know you, you got a, a dairy setup. What, what is, uh, what do you guys have uh, it's there? It's a homestead-sized dairy goat operation, and we sort of—I didn't know what we were. I wasn't hell bent on having a dairy, but when we got here, and part of our land is uh, um, wet, stays wet, you know, for a big chunk of the year, and you know, you put a pig on that, they're gonna really tear it up. You put a large-framed animal on that, you know, like a cow or steer, something, it's gonna you know, really do some damage for months of the year, but the light framed animals like goats are, are perfect. And, and the Northwest just lends itself to their favorite food. I mean, they want to eat brush and browse and all the understory things that make it hard to walk through the, you know, the, not the old growth woods, that's pretty open, but we don't have that. I mean, you know, the, the woods that's here is, is their favorite things. And so, um, it, we started, I think the first goats I got, I have a picture of Remy somewhere like able to sit up, like big enough to sit up in like a straw pile with like a steaming wet baby goat that was just born, right? Some Somewhere that picture exists, right? And so she's kind of been born into it and that sort of, I mean, I think that having the dairy operation, which is literally every day all the time has lent itself really well to the sort of to not going to school like those overlap 
per perfectly um, for for me for us, you know, um, and that kind of you're constantly building fence and constantly refining how we're growing pastures so that every sunbeam that hits the ground is turns into a productive calorie. That's the idea, right? right. I mean, yeah. and so spending time dreaming about reducing inputs that come in and, you know, and creating calories, right? Like, I, I don't know, like that's such a crude way of talking about it, but it is sort of that management, you know, of, and learning and reading and God, having animals die and dig holes and figuring it out the hard way. And, you know, like that's something that, I don't know. That's the kind, that's the kind of way I feel like I grew up a little bit and I wanted to, I wanted to set that for Remy and that's been, um, and we've been able to achieve some of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like, I mean, you've, so that's, I don't know, you got goats for what? Is that like six, eight years now? Some, somewhere in there? Math last year. I think we've had like 75 goat babies born here over the years, something, you know, we milk somewhere between like three and five does for 300 days a year. And then like the goals to dry off, uh, January and February while they're pregnant and give them that break. And then we go skiing. Um, and so that's like the time we can get away. It's re you know, really easy to find somebody to take care of this place when you're not milking. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's the time to go try to find some fresh snow. So, uh, yeah. And I can, I can imagine like we just went on vacation sort of for, for a couple of weeks, visit family up in new England area. And, um, it was, it was finding somebody to take care of the place was, uh, it was, it was difficult. Um, it is. And like the, the potential for something to like compound quickly, right? Like, uh, happens quick. And so the longer you go, the scarier it gets. Um, and I think, I don't know, like, um, I've been focusing a lot more on trying to find some. So when my folks are here, I mean, my parents can take care of it and nothing is, it's never a problem. It's never a concern, right? They just have it on lock, but they're not, really close. Um, and so they can do it sometimes, but not consistently. Um, and, uh, but now that we've been doing it a while and it is a small community and like people hear about, you know, people who like that type of thing hear about you and have kind of started to filter into our lives a little bit. And, um, and, and so I'm hoping that, and I had these like grand ambitions that like the neighborhood kids would want to be paid handsomely to take care of my place and they could learn it through osmosis. And that really didn't work out. Not yet. Anyways, they, maybe I thought they were a little bit, maybe I had bigger ideas about their abilities at their ages or whatever, but, um, that might still happen. But, uh, um, but you know, people, there's other people with the same ideas who've read the same books as me that have moved to this place for the same reasons. And, um, uh, and so I'm hoping I'm hoping to have yeah yeah skilled farmhands in the future. You you would think that that you know if you find a community sort of like-minded folks like that that somebody would be able to pick it up and do it. That's kind of what we did. We you know I I, I won't get into it. It was uh, the animals survived. The plants did not. So oh, was... man. I'm so, dude, it's a hard place to be a plant in Georgia from what I've seen in the pictures uh, of that place. But <laughs> yeah. it was, it was just like, it was traumatic. And I, I'm, I'm like, uh, I like the animals, but I'm, I'm a plant guy and yeah, 
got got home and all the leaves are brown and shriveled and they're all like you know anyway <laughs> i'm sorry uh, that's a, such a stinger man of all like that i, just, I feel for you the empathy is a uh, real yeah oh man yeah it was it was it was what i you know came home late at night and everything was just fried and you know it is what it is but yeah and that that moment i i must have looked like a crazy lunatic who i mean who, who gets that upset about plants yeah I mean, come on but <laughs> Yeah, but like, it's, like, it's, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about doing this, right? Like, it's more, right? Like, there's this, there's this, the satisfaction of canned food in the pantry is not explainable to somebody who, who doesn't understand, yeah. like, the whole entire process of, like, managing the soil and getting it to fruition and then putting it by like, if that's not the whole mentality and it's just like, well, but you said to turn the water on for 20 minutes. It's like, well, 20 uh, minutes wasn't enough, man, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yep. 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 And it's, it takes like a bigger understanding, which is the thing that I found is people who have that bigger understanding tend to generally be very busy doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. You know, he's, it's, it is. I, I try to think about that now. If I was, if somebody called me and said, "Hey, I'm going away for a couple of weeks. Can you watch over my stuff?" Um, I'd love to, but I, I simply just don't know if I have the time. I mean, that's right. you know, as much time as you you put into yours, you know, can you put that into somebody else's? And it's not always the case. But yeah. yeah. So you guys have a a bit of a garden there, man. I I wish I if I could, you know, how you like look back retrospectively and be like, if I. Mm-hmm. If I had to start all over again, I think I'd focus on being a better gardener first. Um, I, um, I, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not the, I, I'm not the greatest gardener. We we're really lucky because it's, you can get by so easy here. Like we don't have big pest pressure. We have some, you know, but it's not horrible. Like you, you literally can put your squash type plants outside and not worry about them. There's no vine borers. There's not that, you know, like, and so you can get by easy. So we do some of that stuff. We're very lucky. Um, I have a big greenhouse that, um, yeah. Um, it, the place we bought has a lot of standing infrastructure and then I was able Mm -hmm. to convert the South side of one of the barns quickly um, to a greenhouse and we grew in containers in there first. I think it's about 900 square feet, you know, Massimino's. And, um, and then eventually I rented a concrete saw and I cut holes in the floor and now we grow in the dirt in the, in the ground, which is way better than pots. And that thing, I think we planted New Zealand spinach in there one time and we've never put a seed back. It just, you just sort of let it be unruly and we just keep eating it and it'll die. And next year it comes back and it doesn't look great and it's not manicured beautifully, but boy, it tastes good. And, um, that's all that matters. Yeah. And so I've been able to like get by without putting a lot of work in, but if I did, you know, if I was better at it and I started tomato seeds in February, you know, I could put by a lot of tomatoes. I just don't do it. Um, and so I think maybe as things, you know, we talked before about you get into one thing and it kind of shifts a little. And as things shift, I want to be a better grower of the growies. Um, and I, I will, I'm sure. But yeah, right now, not, not as much. Get, just get by on being lucky. Good deal. Good deal. Now, so you, um, 
don't know. It shift gears a little. You, your daughter is how, how old is she? Nine. Nine. Okay. And um, you guys, you, you school her at home then? Is that yeah, pretty much? Weird. Like that's like oh man, it's like, <laughs> uh, those words. Like the more you get into this, like the more those words they only matter to people who who pay attention to that type of thing. But like, God, I hate that word school. Railing. I, and so, yeah, we live, we, like we live the way we live and we just learn all the time. And so I, I mean, I guess what we do, if it was rounded off to like to a title, the most would probably be something like unschooling or self-directed learning or autodidactic living or something like that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know that we'll do that forever. I, we're constantly, like, we're changing. She's changing. The culture's changing. Like we're going to keep changing. Um, but right now, um, you know, for like, Hey, read, <laughs> do like do mathematics, be a good person, like be present in your environment. And um, I just, I'm not, I'm not worried about the details or what, the people down the road say you should know at this age. I don't, I don't know. It seems very, yeah, yeah it seems very, it doesn't make the, the schedule, everything doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know? No, no, it, it's, uh, I think when you kind of, when you really step back and, and look at it and, and think about things it you know, it, it can, you can, you know, you can do what you're doing and you can, think that way it's just I, I don't think a lot of people kind of at first go you know we've just been so conditioned that um you know you you got to be on grade level for this and this and if you're not you know you got and all this stuff that just kind of we're just that's the way I grew up and that's the way it's going to be and that's the way it will always be and yeah there's you're not really observant of of how much actually happens in a day um when you're at home doing, you know, yeah. um, and, and you guys are, are lucky in that. I, I imagine she picks up a lot of, a lot of skills from, from you and, and, you know, your, you know, like your welding and your, and your stuff like that, your woodworking, that's all part of it. You know, and if you're, you were, you know, you think about that sometimes if, if you had both parents off at work and an office job, um, you're, <laughs> the amount of skills you're learning is probably a lot less, I would imagine. <laughs> but I, you know, does, does she help you? I with- try to be kind of of two minds of it. You know, I mean, I, I want to, to me, it seems like that grade level thing, like you talked about is so anti-human. It's just so perfectly bureaucratic, right? Like, and I, only somebody who's trying to run, um, machine with arbitrary goals would come up with such a system of learning a at age x like that's just goo it's so anti-human i keep you know that's just not the way people interact in real life like that's not how i go you know it's like ever, i don't know like it's just ever go on vacation with friends of friends and just naturally somebody cooks and naturally somebody does yeah it's just like that's how people to me, that's my, in my observation, that's how people are. And so, and the things that, you know, are the priority aren't the priorities for having a beautiful life, right? Like 
algebra is only applicable if you want algebra in your life and picking it up when you need it seems way smarter than than <laughs> force feeding it to somebody who may never use it. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And so, yeah, we, you know, Karen Ann is a much more of a sort of professional and I'm much more of a blue collar guy. And so those two things are different and, and we don't neglect everything. Um, you know, like we, Hey, you know, expose her to like, Hey, there's these, there's this thing called a workbook. Right. And there's a pattern to the workbook. Right. And, and the idea is, you know, sort of repetitively doing something over and over again. So you can regurgitate it if you need it. And so she's seen that stuff. Um, and, um, and that's good, but boy, it's not the primary focus. Um, and I think maybe as she grows and develops what she wants, then it may become that. Um, but today it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's something, you know, I mean, you really, it's for, for the here and now, um, that's, that's not where she is, you know, and that's not where, where my kids are. Right. Like they, I think any kid, it, it eight, nine, 10 years old, they, they're not going to be able to tell you what they're, they're going to want to do when they're 20 years old, 25 years old. It'd be kind of um, creepy if they did, <laughs> you know, and, and it is, it's, it's just kind of learning. And, and when they figure things out, when they want to get focused on, on one particular thing, they can do that. They have the time to do that. Yeah. They have the, the skills to figure out how to learn about that stuff, you know? Um, and I, I don't know. I, I remember, working with my dad in, in the basement as he was, he's an engineer of sorts, but I remember like working, he, you know, building cabinets. Um, you know, we built an extra hat, like built a, a house that we sold. Um, yeah. there's all those, all those things that you do, um, are, are so valuable. There's so much like skill that goes into that and things that, you know, you have to, you, you have to use math. If you're going to do, woodworking you, you're gonna have to use some math right you're gonna have to take measurements you're gonna have to do you know division you, you're gonna have to do all that stuff um you know so it's right. not like you're none of this n- none of none of those skills are coming through they're just coming through in in applicable ways um yeah. you know whereas the the kids that show up to the factory that went to school and and took school they don't know what three eights and three eights is <laughs> right you know what i mean but because you run a tape measure for a living, you know what three eights and three eights is, right? And yeah, and yeah. and so I, it's it's practical to me. It's important to me to be able to add and subtract fractions, but it's not to a lot of people, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember that as a kid going through going through school. I think I I took pre calc junior year, and then I just didn't take math senior year because it was just I had no interest in it, and there was no reason I was going to ever need to use uh, a geometry proof. Mm-hmm. I was ne- I, like, I, I'm never going to have to tell somebody why a square is a square and like prove it to them. You know, like it just <laughs> wasn't going to happen. And it just, it drove me nuts. And I, I did pretty abysmal because I think I just kind of threw in the towel and was like, oh, I, whatever. A square is a square because it's a square and, that, and that's good enough. Um, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. So your, your wife is on board with the, the schooling then. Um, that was a, easy decision for you guys or thinking about where to go. I remember we were thinking about the West coast and, um, I remember like a super quick internet search about being is Washington or Oregon, a better place to not have to send your kid to school. 
And I, I think in like 30 seconds, the answer was Washington was easier. And I just filed that as a, as a, a like one tick in the Washington list. I don't even know if I was right or wrong, but it is really conveniently easy to keep your kid out of school here, especially in rural Washington, right? I mean, we have a, um, I never knew that I had so much to thank for fundamentalist Christians for carving this pathway I wanted to walk. You know, it's just like, <laughs> oh man, cool. Thanks so much. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, and so we, uh, yeah, um, and we we go back and forth. There's times where it's frustrating, right? And it doesn't seem to be right. And that's the time to sit down and reevaluate and have a conversation about it and kind of come up with a new idea and try something out and sit down in the milk barn and have a heart to heart with the kid about like, okay, this thing is like, I'm uncomfortable with the way this is going. What do you think about making a few changes and seeing how that works? And so far it's been working out pretty good. Good deal. Good deal. It's, I, I, it's something I wish I was able to do more of, um, cut the strings a little bit, give a little more freedom to, to the kids when it comes time to their sort of education, you know, I still being educated as a teacher, it's, it's still difficult, you know, yeah. I'm still like, I, I, it's just so hard to let go, but you know, I think we're, we're doing a better job with, with our, our older one kind of giving him a little more freedom to, to parse things out on his own. And it, like you said, you know, it's, it's different for every kid. Some kids that works, some kids, it, it doesn't work, you know, um, some kids, want that direction. Some kids need that direction and they, and they ask for it and they'll seek it out, you know? Right. Or, you know, you put a little bit of regimented stuff in front of them and see how they react and then talk about it. You know I mean? Like I, it's, um, I remember kind of just, I think I have this mindset of individualism, I guess, kind of. And so I remember when she was a little like wrapped up infanty bottle of bu bubble of goo or whatever like w looking for those signs of autonomy right like yeah. and seeing and like but because i was looking for it i'd see it like really early i remember the first thing she said were the first thing she said were con the first concepts she used were expressing her wants you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know that, like that yeah. meant so much to me seeing that when she finally got a grasp of language, it was to, to articulate what she wanted to do herself effectively, right? In the form of a 18 month old or two and a half year old. I don't remember exactly. I'm bad at those type of things, but like a standing kid on the couch, right? Like, and I, and ever since then, it's like, okay, well, every day you're marching more and more towards being your own self-realized individual. I'll just help you get there, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I think we'd all be better off if, if we could uh, do that or, or recognize that nine times out of 10, you know, everybody, everybody wants to be their, their own self. Right. I, I don't know very many people that um, just want to be a, a lackey of sorts, you know? Um, and so, it's important to recognize that and, and to, to heed that as you raise your kids, you know, that, uh, they do want to be individuals and, and they should be, you know, why shouldn't they be? It seems kind of like, a I don't, I don't know if it's uniquely human. It's probably not uniquely human, but it definitely is, se seems to be a human 
like a, a big part of humanity. And I, um, and so it's awesome to see individuals work together, right? Like that's actually what makes going to work for me kind of fun, right? Especially being project-based. It's like, you've got this job, I've got this job. And if we all help each other out, we'll get to the finish line on time and this thing will happen. And then we can high five each other, right? Like I, I, that's my, I love that, you know, I, I love, and I just, we took serious wind damage this winter and I've got roofs to rebuild and, and, uh, it was, it was great having my friends come help me <laughs> put roofing on, which is not particularly glamorous or comfortable <laughs> or, you no. know, like it's not fun, but like at the end of the day, man, cold beer never tastes so good, you know? And I just, I don't know. It's like the, it's like people working together in common is, I don't know. It's like both sides of the thing. And I, I that's, I feel like that's the aesthetic of life. Like you're walking the line between um, different ideas, right? If it feels good at the, and everybody's smiling at the end of something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a nice feeling. It's a good feeling. It's, it's really it, like that, that those, those instances are, are the real instances, you know, that that's, that is life, you know, not, not what you see on the TV or, or read on the internet or, you know, it's being able to do those things. It, it I don't know, sort of recognize the, the humanity in us all. It's uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, like it's, it's, it's weird that something that when it happens, like seems to be so right, it's hard to articulate. Like, I mean, isn't that sort of what the great philosophers have been trying to do for freaking ever, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so I, uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, wow, that was cool. And everybody high fives and you're like, feel great. Yeah. 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 I had a putting up our, that was, that was the way it was putting up our, our fence for the goats. You know, I, I'd never done it before. I'd never run a uh, woven wire fence before. And yeah. some guys down the road came and they helped out and it was just, it was nice, you know, they're, they're all kind of grandfathers at this point, um, you know, with kids my kids' age. And, you know, but it was it was nice. They had so much knowledge to share, and it's such a good feeling. And they were happy to have it done, and I was happy to have it done. And it was just like, all right, we helped each other, you know. And being able to kind of lean on your your neighbors, your your local community for help and support is, is a nice feeling. It's a good feeling. Well, so. Yeah, and then just – and then the – and then the genuine reciprocation of that, right? Being able to yeah. do the same backwards that makes the circle complete or whatever is, yeah, sweet spot right there. Yeah. yeah it's a it's a two-way street for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, all right, man. I I, uh, I really, I, I don't want to keep you. I appreciate your, your time and, and coming on. Um, like we say, at the, the top, your uh, your Instagram was uh, North, Northwest Homestead, yeah. right? Okay. And, uh, I don't know. People check it out. It's, uh, you always got projects going on. It's always, uh, it's cool. It's cool. You know, watching I'm like, Oh, look at that. Look at look what he's doing there. Yeah. yeah. What if my dad calls us, you know, my brother has a different version of this life, you know, and he, my sister lives a little bit more in the suburbs, but he calls the two boys like fifth generation shit shovelers or something like that. And that <laughs> sort of dairy farm work ethic just exists. And so, yeah. I don't know, I'm always going to be, I, 
if I don't do something, I get restless. So I'll just keep taking yeah. pictures of it, you know? Yeah, I, I know. That's my dad was like that, you know, he, he still is like that. And, um, it's something that I, I thought I, I got away from a little bit. Um, and as I'm aging, I'm realizing that, uh, I, 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 I did not get away from it and I, I constantly need to be doing something. And my, my wife gets on me and, you know, just, just go take a nap, just go do something. I'm like, no, I, I, I gotta do this. I gotta get this done. Well, the best part about that for me is like, like I'll take a nap Do you love freedom? Do you love songs? Do you want to love all 365 days in a year? If you're anything like me, the simple answer is yes. And Freedom Song 365 can deliver all of these things. When you sign up for Freedom Song 365, you'll receive an email every day that delves into the different ways freedom and liberty are messaged in a massive catalog of music. Each message is carefully crafted into easily consumable paragraphs that give you the necessary information to share with your friends. I've been receiving Freedom Song 365 emails every day of 2019, and I've yet to be disappointed. But really, why should I be? With the fabulous minds of Nikki P. from the Sounds Like Liberty podcast, my guest from episode 4, Sherry Voluntary, and the wonderful Luke Tatum of the Culture of Peace podcast, there's more brain power utilized in the creation of each individual Freedom Song 365 email than is proffered in a whole day at any DMV across the country. Head on over to freedomsong365.com and sign up today to start receiving your daily emails of musical integrity. Use the promo code HOMESTEAD and you'll receive 15% off the superb service. Again, that's freedomsong365.com, promo code HOMESTEAD for 15% off. And you can still hear that AC running, can't you? It has not cooled down in the 30 seconds that it took to reopen a new window to record this outro in. So it's still hot. Um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with, with Julian. Uh, I, I did, um, you know, listening through it, I'm, I'm sure you could tell it was, uh, it was, a uh, quite the exchange. Um, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Hope you all, all did as well. Thank you all for coming on and, uh, listening and downloading this or whatever it is that you do that, uh, allows you to hear this i don't know might be some crazy technology out there anyway uh if you want to support the show you can go leave a review on itunes you can hit the subscribe button in your podcatcher you can tell your mother tell your brother tell a friend or you can even click through the amazon link homesteads and homeschools.com slash amazon and uh that's that's our affiliate link and i'll get i don't know some small percentage of what you already buy from there. Or, of course, you can go on to Patreon, patreon.com slash thelibertyhippie, and uh, that'll hook you up with some goodies there, and um, you get some bonus content, and uh, I don't know, all sorts, of, all sorts of things. And if you have any any suggestions as to, uh, you know, things you'd like to see on the pod, or things you'd like to hear me do differently, or whatever it may be, you can email me, homesteadsandhomeschools at gmail.com. Um, and of course, today's show notes you can find at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 033. 
I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I hope it cools down for you if it's as hot as it is for me. Either way, either way, get out there, sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap cheese of freedom together. I'm gonna write us his dream. I'm gonna write us his dream. I'm gonna write us his dream.